Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. Today, I'm going to talk about excuses. Now, I have not been posting my episodes on a regular basis over the last three, four weeks. And I've had reasons. I've had good reasons on why I have not been posting. But when I really think about it, they're really just excuses. Now, what's the difference? There's no difference. See, there's always a good reason. There's always a rationale that we can come up with. But in the end, we're actually faced with the fact, did we do it or did we not? It doesn't really matter. Why we didn't do it doesn't really matter why we did it. Did we do it? Did we accomplish it? Is it done? Is it over? Is it available? Now, in a couple previous episodes that I actually eked out, got out in the world, I talked about the the changes in energy where I actually had uh, no energy to do things. And frankly, many times when I sat down to the microphone, I just did not feel like talking. I didn't feel like uh, I didn't feel like I had anything to say. And I had, you know, would sometimes have a semblance of an idea. But as I thought about actually sitting down and talking about it, I realized I hadn't really actually worked out the idea that well. Now, also in a previous episode, I talked about fasting, and I've fasted a couple times over the last month, three days, 72 hours, and then over 80 hours, a little over almost four days. And during that last fasting period, my wife actually had the flu. She caught it from our son, who caught it from his dad. It's my stepson by, I guess, technically, just uh, to confuse anything. But uh, I was going through the fasting period, and I was actually waiting on her and taking care of Skylar. Skylar is in the autistic spectrum, and so he just requires a little bit more of attention. And so I didn't actually feel, I, that was my excuse, like I could sequester myself away and do a podcast. No, I could have done it with the door open. I could have been available. I could have edited all that out, any interruptions. But I didn't. I didn't. I had a good reason. I had an excuse. And, you know, I was waiting on my wife. Now, and then I, I was actually very confident that I would not get sick. And you know, I believe that our belief is powerful in shielding ourselves from viruses, from different things that are out there, germs. But I had this moment of sitting across from my wife and she just had this spontaneous sneeze. She, like it just came upon her. She couldn't. It was didn't cover up. And I can remember thinking, oh, I've been slimed. I've been contaminated. And then I got sick very shortly after that. I know it was that one shift in belief that opened up the possibility to illness that brought it on. And for the last five, seven days, I've been sick. And that was an excuse not to do a podcast, not to do an episode couple days, I hardly had a voice. Many days, I didn't have the energy. I was achy. I was, it was all the traditional symptoms of the flu. And even now, my voice isn't 100%, not not what it usually is. And you may hear it, may hear it in there. I sniffle a little bit more at the moment. 
But I realized that I could no longer use this excuse not to do an episode. And I thought what the perfect episode to do is all about excuses. Back when I was in high school, I was on the varsity basketball team. And over Christmas break, I had been sick. Well, after Christmas, in between Christmas and New Year's, we actually had two-a-day practices. And even though I was sick at the time, I was still expected to show up. And I can remember doing these wind sprints, these gassers, running from one end of the court to the other, and thinking to myself, I'm sick. I don't have the energy to do this. So it doesn't really matter if I fall behind. But I had actually been living in this idea of no excuses. And so whenever I heard that, you know, that inner voice, well, it's okay, you're sick. Is that an excuse? And I would say, no. And I would push past it. And I would run a few more. And it's like, oh, I just felt like I was going to die. And I would say that to myself, you're sick, you're, you're going to die here. You're like, you just don't have the gas, like, give it up. Is that an excuse? And I would say, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm willing to push past it. But the truth was, I was sick. I didn't have the energy, didn't feel like I had the reserves. But I must have pushed past it like four times. And then something happened. Something happened. There was like a biochemical storm that occurred in my body that I responded. There was a flood of endorphins throughout my system. Now, if you don't know what endorphins are, there, there's a whole group of about 30 peptides, 30 en enzymatic proteins that perform very much like morphine. They're called endorphins because they attach the same receptors. Now, ounce by ounce, our endorphins in our body are 200 times more powerful than morphine. You see, we have the perfect pharmacy within our body, given the right conditions, given the right circumstances. And the circumstances was, is I was not going to acquiesce to an excuse. And so my body responded by flooding my system with endorphins. I felt like I could fly and I beat everybody in the wind sprints that day which was interesting because before that, I was nearly dead last. In the Star Wars series, Yoda is famous for saying, either do or do not, there is no try. Because when we try, it implies failure. It implies that I'm going to do it, I'm going to make an attempt at it, but more than likely, I'm not going to do it. And if I don't, you know, I gave it the old college try. I did my best. Did you really? Ultimately, you either do it or you don't. You can't try anything. Try is a concept of, I'm not going to give it 100%, or I want to leave myself an out. If I don't succeed, at least I tried it. Did you really? Did you really? Let's consider that you either do it or you don't. And if you're not currently doing it, you're using some excuse to not move forward. And sure, I could have done a podcast earlier while I was sick. I could have struggled through it. I could have done it. And I, I would, it would have been amazing, actually, because I actually had some really good ideas to talk about. And I still do. They're, they're written down, but this was the first one to actually 
make its way to my, like, I have to talk about no excuses. And I need to talk about it because out in the marketplace, out in the world, your friends, your family would say, it's okay. It's all right. You were sick. It's all right. You didn't. But how many of you out there have been expecting, looking for an episode? Well, you know, you, you've grown to expect an episode coming from this mouthpiece. But all my friends and family would say, well, it's all right. You weren't feeling well. It's all right. You were taking care of your wife. It's all right. You were babysitting. It's all right. You had other things to do. There were other, there's always something else. There's all, that's Roseanne, Rosanna Dana from Saturday Night Live, Gildner Radner. It's always something. It's always something. There's always something coming up. It's never the right time. It's always something. Someday never arise. I don't feel like it right now. I'll do it someday. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow never arrives. It's always today. Today is the only day we have. Our only point of power is right now. I can remember back in 2004 when I was getting certified to be a firewalk instructor, and we were actually in front of uh, 20 feet of coals, which was about 10 feet more than I had been used to. And, you know, the same old fear would come up. I'd hang back, wait, and I'd be filled with fear to take the first step and not really sure when I was ready. And I asked myself, you know, I kept holding back. Other people would walk in front of me and I would be holding back. And I had to ask myself, why did I show up there? Why was I at Tolly Burkan's firewalking workshop in California? Why did I make the pilgrimage? Why did I show up? Did I show up to stand at the back of the line? No. I went there to walk on fire. And so I stepped up to the coals to be a firewalker. Now, this is where alignment is a big deal. See, when I was sick, I wasn't being a podcaster. I was being, I was being sick. I wasn't being myself. I was being less than. I didn't have enough resources. I was not being a podcaster. I was not being the teacher. I wasn't being that because if I was, I would have showed up. And so I stepped up to that that line just in front of that 20-foot walk of hot coals. And it was a narrower firewalk because Tolly wanted to give us the option to jump off if it was too much. And as a consequence, we were all kind of jumping off at about 17 feet. It's like it got too hot, it was too intense, so we were jumping off. And... I'm I'm standing there at the line considering why did I show up? Did I show up at Tolly's in order to jump off three feet from the end? Did I go there to hang it to the back of the line continually? I said, no, no excuses. So I stepped up to the firewalk and I waited until I was ready. I focused on the other end and just like running a race, you don't run just to the string, just don't run to the line, you run past it. When you're doing a board break, like a karate chop, and you put the boards down, you don't think of your fist stopping at the boards. You think of your fist moving nine inches beyond the boards, going through the boards. And so I saw myself walking to the end, past the end. I, I picked a point beyond the end of the firewalk. And that's where I was walking to. 
And in that exercise, I was the first one to walk the 20-foot calls. And just like Roger Bannister breaking the four-minute mile, once he did it, 20 other guys did it within a year. Once I walked to the end of the 20-foot calls and beyond, then everybody walked because I was proof positive that it could be done. And, you know, once that belief is alleviated, once you do something, then you can never not do it. The people that lose out, the people that don't make the grade, that stop early, there are always a ton of reasons, a number of reasons. I actually have a sheet of paper that I got from my track coach when I was in high school. There's over 50 excuses to use whenever you don't have one at your ready. And they go something like this. I couldn't run as fast as I could because I went to bed too late last night. I didn't run as fast as I could because I went to bed too early. I slept too much. I didn't run as fast as I could because my girlfriend was too friendly last night. I couldn't run as fast as I could because my girlfriend wasn't as friendly as I wanted her to be last night. See, it doesn't matter what it is. You can always twist the facts around to support why you don't do something. And so I'm going to ask you, where in your life are you using good reasons to not do the things that you know you should and can do? Are you using excuses, well-intentioned reasons, to prevent yourself from actually moving forward? To justify why you're not taking action. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. It's, it's not the right day. The stars aren't just, just aren't aligned. I haven't had enough to eat yet. I've had too much to eat. Oh, brother, I feel so bloated. I don't feel like I could move off this couch. Or I, I'm so hungry I can hardly think straight. There's always a reason why we don't do the things we know we should and can do. There is an element of alignment in this. If we're not thinking the thoughts, talking to ourselves in a way that would align us with being the person to show up. Like I said earlier, I was not being a podcaster. I was not being the teacher. I was being sick. And when you're being sick, there's no other thing that you can be than sick. But when I was running those gassers, those wind sprints in basketball, I wasn't allowing that to be an excuse. And I rose above the circumstances. My body supported me. My other-than-conscious mind supported me in a way that it was blissful. It was, oh, it was like the most tremendous high to run like the wind. Another time I remember I was the manager of a restaurant across from Ohio State University, uh, 2020 High Street. And on Friday nights, it was predictable that the girls' bathroom would be filled with puke. Girls would be drinking for the first time or they didn't know their limits. And very often than not, they would show up at my restaurant and puke all over the bathroom. And I'd send people in there to clean it up. Someone would report, oh, someone puked in the bathroom. And I'd send someone in there with a mop and bucket to clean it up. And they could not handle the smell. You know, they ended up throwing up themselves. Before you know it, I got three or four people going in there to clean it up, throwing up all over the place. But I can't just leave it. I'm, you know, the buck stops here with me. And so I said, give me the bucket. And I went in with the mop and I mopped it up. I didn't like it. 
I didn't want to do it. I did not accept an excuse. It had to be done. I told myself I was the master of my mind, master of my body. And I just put my mind somewhere else, my attention somewhere else, and I was cleaning it up. I think I conveyed the story when I had gone out with a friend. Uh, I was, it was a double date on a sailboat, maiden voyage of a sailboat out into Saginaw Bay up in Michigan in the Great Lakes. And the waves were pretty high that day. And we were taking water over the transom and flooding the galley down below. Gary, the captain, was concerned, and he went down and started bailing water and was back within a couple minutes saying, the boat's too rocky, and he looked green. He was about ready to throw up. He says, I'm too dizzy. And so his girlfriend went down and said, I'll do it. And she went and started bailing, and she was back in about five minutes. Well, I went down because I had this history of being able to be with my mind and body, And I really wanted to throw up down there. I was so dizzy, but I was focused on the task at hand and I bailed the water, enough water out to where we weren't going to sink out in the bay. Why? Nobody else could do it. and Everyone else had excuses. So I had to do it. Either do it or you don't. And no one else was left. I wasn't going to let my girlfriend go down and bail water. I was the one to do it. So... No excuses. Can you take on the idea of no excuses to move forward the rest of this year? No excuses. You have goals. You have intentions. There's no excuse not to move forward, not to align yourself with who you want to be, not to align yourself to accomplish the things that you want to attract, to do the things, to make the milestones. There's no excuses. You either do or you do not. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure.